This is Film Bookcast. Film Bookcast. Film Bookcast. The official podcast of Film Book. Get ready for the latest in film news, TV show news, and theatrical reviews. Film Book's podcast starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Bookcast, the official podcast of Film Book. My name is Chris Banks. If you're tuning in for the first time, what I do on Film Bookcast, I discuss the latest film and TV show news. I also review an in theater film sometimes. You can find more about Film Bookcast on film book.com by using the search term Film Bookcast. You can also email us at podcast at film book.com with Film Bookcast in the subject line. Let's jump right into it this week. This week in movie news, can Tom Cruise do any more than he physically is doing right now? He'll hopefully become the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the International Space Station when he blasts off to space to shoot a new action movie with director Doug Lyman and Donna Langley. President of Universal Pictures teased the president of Universal Pictures teased this during a recent BBC interview. Universal is backing the Cruise Space Project, which is reportedly carrying a budget of $200 million. The movie that will send crews to space is actually mostly taking place on Earth. But then the character needs to go up to space and save the day. His character is a down on his luck who find his his character is described as a down on his luck guy who finds himself in the position of being the only person who could save Earth. Lyman and Cruz previously collaborated on films such as Edge of Tomorrow and American Made. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but we'll keep up with news as Tom Cruise is literally blasting off to space. Another fun piece of movie news: Spawn creator Todd McFarlane dropped some big news in the Spawn movie. Re- Boot this week. Blumhouse is still on board with Scott Silver, Malcolm Spellman, and Matthew Mixon now writing the script for Spawn. Jamie Foxx remains attached to Star as the anti-hero who was first introduced in the comics in 1992. Jeremy Reiner has, al- has also been attached as a co-star alongside Fox. But the Hollywood Reporter reported this week that Reiner's involvement in the film is up in the air at the moment. Is up in the air at the moment. It's been a long, hard road out of development hell with his brand new Spawn feature with Todd McFarlane had originally planned, which Todd McFarlane had originally planned to direct. Stay tuned for new Spawn movie news as we learn it. Sequel, teaming up with the Safdie brothers. There's no word yet on plot details or what the movie's about, but Sandler said, quote, boy, I just remember the whole process was fun. Getting to know those guys, getting to be one of those guys, it kind of felt like the old days, like early Saturday Night Live. Hanging out with a group, going places together, believing in a project together. He said of the Safdie brothers, I just felt like I had great teammates there. So it's exciting that Sandler is teaming up with the Safdie brothers again, but we'll keep up with news about plot details or anything regarding the film. Let's switch up gears and check out some TV news from this week. 1923, the Yellowstone prequel series has cast its major villain role. Timothy Dalton is set to play the major role in the upcoming prequel, which stars Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. The series is currently shooting in Montana, and he'll be playing an original villainous character named Donald Whitfield. The character bio describes him as an intimidating and nefarious, wealthy sociopath who's being used to get exactly what he wants and will stop at nothing to make sure that he does. The characters of 1923 have their work cut out for them. They're already faced with weathering the historical threats to the area at the time, which included a huge drought, a deadly pandemic, and the economic woes of the Great Depression, as well as the political and economic ramifications of Prohibition. The trailer for Young Shelton Season 6, Episode 4, titled Blonde Ambition and the Concept of Zero, shows Mandy and Missy spending much more time together. They must be bonding. 
Introduced as Georgie's love interest in season five, Mandy quickly became an integral part of the Big Bang Theory prequel, and she'll continue to have a major role in the show's narrative moving forward. Despite the fact that the, that the pair remain broken up, Mandy and Georgie appear to be on their way to reconciliation after Mandy was forced to move in with them during, due to some financial issues. In the new trailer, Mandy's spending more time with Missy, but it doesn't reveal much about what's next for the Coopers. Check out the trailer for episode 4 of season, of season 6 of Young Sheldon. It'll air next Thursday on CBS. Let's check out some international news from this week. Oscar winner Jeremy Irons, Emmy raver Lop, Josh Hutcherson, and Jason Statham have joined the action thrill of The Beekeeper, which is currently filming in the UK. It's written by David Ayer of Suicide Squad and directed by Kurt Weimer. David Ayer is directing a script written by Kurt Weimer. It charts the story of how one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he's revealed to be a former operative of a, of a powerful and clandestine operation known as The Beekeeper. Merrimax and MGM acquired the film. Dermo Malarney are set to star in a psychological thriller titled Blackwater Lane, based on the British author P.A. Paris's best-selling novel The Breakdown. Filming is underway in Suffolk, UK. It's the first film produced of one of Paris's books, billed as a psychological thriller with supernatural elements. The movie will follow the story of a woman played by Kelly, who drives by a stranded motorist later revealed to have been murdered. After a series of terrifying events, the woman becomes convinced she's the killer's next victim, while her husband, played by Maloney, and her best friend, played by Grace, worry about her sanity. Jeff Salentano will direct the film. This week in at-home releases is Beast. After the death of his wife, Dr. Nate Samuels decides to return to South Africa with his two teenage daughters. He intends it to be a journey of healing for his fractured family, but he's unprepared for the reports of a bloodthirsty lion terrorizing the locals, especially since it seems to be a lot smarter than your typical lion. During a safari gone wrong, Dr. Samuels will learn just how intelligent an apex predator can be, and how far he'll need to go to, to protect his girls from everything in the in the Africa African Savannah. The Lion is just the beginning. Beast is now available on DVD. Gone in the Night is now available on DVD. Centered on the lives of a middle-aged botanist and her young boyfriend who visit a remote cabin for a getaway only to find an even younger couple already there. During their stay at the cabin, the botanist is forced to face the realities of their relationship when her boyfriend runs off with a young woman after a night of partying. Gone in the Night is now available on DVD. Barbarians is now available on DVD. Adam and Eva are living a charmed life in the idyllic English countryside. When they invite over another couple for a dinner party, they don't expect it to be another they don't expect it to be anything other than a quiet evening among friends. But when the squabbling starts, certain secrets and lies threaten to undo all of the careful civility that they've been building. Things only get worse when the doorbell rings and masked men and, and masked men invade. However, their threats of violence might be less important than and the reveal of the true natures of those sitting at the dinner table. Barbarians is now available on DVD. That's it for at-home releases from this week. This week in movie trailers is really a touching, cool trailer of a romance movie titled Dylan and Zoe. It's coming at theaters November 11th, and it just reminds me of all the good movies that we see in the cinema. It sounds a little boring, but if you see the trailer, you know that a powerful story of friendship and connection and love is going to be Dylan and Zoe. And that's really what the cinema exists for us to go out and be a part of, is to, you know, really go on these rides of life, fill ourselves with emotions that we don't have in our normal day-to-day -day life. That's what a movie like Dylan and 
Zoe really give me hope for is that these movies can really still be exhibited in the cinema. And I just hope people go and see it. Check out the trailer for Dylan and Zoe. It'll debut in theaters November 11th. It's a story as old as the world in which creation rebels against its creator. But it's Yerberpunk era, so instead of a traditional killer doll, a high-tech doll is an android with rudiments of intelligence. A high-tech toy company creates a new generation of Megan doll. A unique toy immediately becomes an integral part of the life of a girl who recently became an orphan. Designed to protect its owner, the doll quickly evolves from an innocent doll to an out-of-control killing machine. Directed by Gerard Johnstone, Megan will debut early next year. Check out the trailer for Megan. It'll be in theaters January 12th. The last movie trailer we'll check out this week will drop on Christmas Day from Netflix. Matilda the Musical. She's a precious, brilliant five-year-old girl who is neglected by her awful abusive parents until after a few pranks, they send her to a boarding school run by the even more awful Mistrust. There, she befriends a nice teacher, Miss Honey, played by Lashana Lynch, and discovers that she has telekinesis, which she uses to protect herself and other students from from Trunchbull's cruelty. Check out the trailer for Matilda. It'll debut on Netflix Christmas Day. That's it for movie trailers from this week. Now let's check out some TV trailers from this week. The first TV trailer from The English, starring Emily Blunt from Prime Video, dropped this week. Set in 1890, the series focuses on an aristocratic English woman, Lady Cornelia Locke, who journeys to the American West, seeking revenge from the man she blames for the death of her son. While on her journey, she de- while on her journey, she encounters an Pawnee ex-cavalry scout, Eli who's on a similar quest for revenge, and joins up with him to accomplish both of their goals. Check out the trailer for The English. All six episodes of the series will debut November 11th on Amazon Prime Video. Another exciting TV trailer that debuted this week is the third season of The Mythic Quest. Neurosis and delusions are in overdrive, and they're just as neurotic and self-absorbed and snarky and oddly endearing as usual. The first two episodes of Season 3 will debut Friday, November 11th, with the new episode following each week through January 6th. Check out the trailer for Season 3 of Mythic Quest. We'll see it on Apple TV, November 11th. We'll wrap up the week of TV trailers with TV. another Apple TV show, The Mosquito Coast. It debuted the trailer for Season 2, and it picks up where the family left off, barely escaping Mexico with their lives, venturing deep into the Guatemalan jungle to meet up to meet up with an old friend and her, and her community of refugees. This creates trouble when they become entangled in a conflict between a local drug lord and his family. Check out the trailer for Season 2 of The Mosquito Coast. It'll debut on Apple TV Plus November 4th. All right, time for this week's movie review. For this week's movie review, you know we're checking out Halloween Ends. Directed by David Gordon Green, written by David Gordon Green and Paul Brad Logan, Chris Briner, and Danny McBride. This is Laurie Stroh's last stand. After 45 years, the most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off for the last time against the embodiment of evil, Michael Myers. Only one of them will survive. I know that legendary, you know, I mean, I know that classic fans of of the Halloween franchise don't really like what Gordon Green did with the franchise, but I would ask them to think about the limitations of modern day cinema and the ways in which technology is being used in video and really kind of reassessing how good or bad these last Halloween films. Is it short? Yes, it's short. Is there questions that I have? Yes, of course, there's questions that I have. Are there disappointments that I have? Of course. But overall, I think that it's a great way to end this franchise. What else could you do 
with Michael Myers? What else could you do with Laurie Strode? There's real social commentary in Halloween Ends. You know, they're speaking about real things. Laurie gets stopped on the way out of a supermarket by one of her neighbors who blames her for something. It's really a good symbolic gesture to what we live in today with the internet and what people have used the internet for versus what it really is. And it's just a great example of what David Gordon Green brings to the whole Halloween franchise. James Jew Courtney is back as the shape, as Michael Myers, and I loved the way that, you know, we barely see Michael. You know, we don't see Michael for a long time, and when we see him, it's quick glimpses. I love the idea of really breaking down this legendary figure, right? He's, he's credited as the shape because that's what he is. He's really a shape in the night. You know, Michael Myers is a person, but he's really just the embodiment of evil and all of Laurie's demons. And having him kind of lurk in a tunnel is a great way to kind of show his separation from the modern world. You know, we, we have an interpretation of Michael Myers as however we have an interpretation of, but he's a monster, you know, and monsters only are created separately from society. You know, and we see, unfortunately, people use social media in a really harmful way that separates themselves from the society that they live in. And that's why we have, you know, the array of monsters that we have in our society, you know, as young as children now, unfortunately. And Halloween Ends speaks to the dejected nature of society and what we choose to do with certain information because of how we feel. You know, the neighborhood of where Lori lives is vastly different than it was 45 years ago and not in a good way. And again, it's just a great piece of social commentary from David Gordon Green. You know, that he really uses the Halloween franchise to tell a modern story. The build-up to the encounter, you know, the last dance, we'll call it, was definitely weird. You know, I definitely have criticisms of the way that the film burns. It's a little too quick. There's not enough build-up. There's not enough suspense. But the encounter was satisfying, and I like how they finally took off his mask. And I mean, it's overall, I think the audience Rotten Tomatoes score is about as accurate as the film is. You know, it's about a six out of ten. I think they wrapped up the story in a pretty good way. Could there have been bigger scares, bigger plot points? Sure. But at the end of the day, I'm sad. This is the world we live in. Go check out Halloween Ends. It's in theaters. It's also on Peacock if you have it on your TV. It's not that long. It's about an hour, 50 minutes. But it, it feels much shorter than that. Great writing. Great use of characters. Jamie Lee did as good of a job as she could have done with a character after so long. I try to be as measured as I can with these reviews because I'm not going to change what's already made. So it's really just about distilling an appreciation from what I just saw. And I think we can all do that. And I hope you like Halloween Ends as much as I did. Thanks so much for checking us out this week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Book Cast. You can find more of my work on film-book.com. Just search for Chris Banks or Film Book Cast. You can also find me on Twitter at CBanksy, S-E-E Banksy. I'm also on Instagram at the Chris Banks. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or another podcast service, please rate and review this episode. If you're listening to this podcast, 
podcast on our YouTube channel, Film Book Podcast, please like our video, subscribe to our channel, and leave us a comment in the comment section. It really helps people discover our podcast. Please also consider becoming one of our patrons on patreon.com slash filmbook. Your support helps us create more engaging content. You'll find our Patreon link below in the description. If you want to tweet about this podcast, just use the hashtag filmbookcast. Tune in next week for the next episode of the Film Bookcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you then.